We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's March 12th, 2021, and we have seven NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Not too bad, just looking over the slate, and it looks like we're not just coming off of an all-star break. It looks like we're in the middle or latter end of the season, bunch of back-to-backs, a whole lot of injuries, don't know what's going on with half these teams and everyone that we thought would be healthy at the end of the all-star break is now suddenly like, Oh mate, they're not going to play today. And I don't understand a single thing about it. <laughs> it is. Um, it's very interesting with so many back-to-backs um, coming off. The, we were just, we were just chatting about it. It's, it's crazy coming off of an all-star break. There's just, there's so many, um, but Hey, well, you know, we're all on the same playing field at the end of the day. So that's that's one way to kind of look at it. Um, we are sponsored by Superdraft, Superdraft.com. If you haven't checked them out, use promo code Grinders. Get a hundred and fifty dollar matching bonus on a hundred and fifty dollar deposit. Uh, take advantage of that instant deposit bonus. Um, also, if you don't want to deposit one hundred and fifty bucks, you can deposit fifty, and they'll match anything up to fifty. So thirty three dollars, they'll match it. So make sure you're checking them out. They have a $6,000 to first place um, NBA jump shot on this slate. They got MMA up for this weekend. They got NASCAR up for this weekend. They got NHL stuff still going and NBA at all different price points. $1, $4, $200, $18. So a bunch of stuff going on over there. We'll have our super draft plays of the day um, when we finish up here. So let's get into it. 
we start with Philly at Washington. Um, we know Ben Simmons is out. If Embiid tests negative, he can play. It is a back-to-back for Philly, so we don't have a full injury report, but I was reading that whole situation before we got started. And then on the Washington side, Bryant and Ish Smith are out. Um, Bradley Beal is questionable, but I'm pretty sure he's expected to play. Um, let's start with Philly. What are we looking at here for the 76ers? I mean, it obviously comes down to if Embiid plays. If Embiid plays, I think that he's definitely in play going up against Washington. It was COVID contact tracing, so I don't really expect him to have any problem um, playing his full allotment of minutes. Washington's terrible versus the five. It's an up matchup. It's a great defensive matchup. So Embiid would be the main guy I want to go with if he ends up playing, and he'd probably be the only guy that I really have a much interest in if he's out Howard's probably a bit overpriced at 6k right now I think Harris is still very much in play he got burned by a lot of people but Magic versus Washington is perfect for him so Harris would be probably my favorite uh target a lot of people uh well I don't know how many people but Shake Milton at 5800 is a little interesting if he gets in the starting um lineup it was a blowout yesterday, so I'm not really sure what they're going to do. No one really played too many minutes. Everyone pretty much played 25 minutes. I think the most minutes played were by Danny Green, and that was 30. So I think Milton or Curry could very much be in play again, depending on what they do with the starting lineup. If Milton's in there and they decide to start him for this game, I love him in this spot. Um, if he's not in, then I think Curry is definitely a guy that can go back to the well with. He was doing pretty well and crushing it up until he ended up getting taken out of the game in a fast-paced match versus Washington is a perfect spot for him to go off. Like I said, he only played, he was crushing it until there was a complete blowout and he would have probably played 35 minutes if it hadn't been a blowout. Um, then Tony Bradley, I think you can go with, he's 3.4 K he's cheap if Embiid's out, but Mostly I'm looking at Embiid if he's playing and then Harris and Seth Curry if he's not and Shake Milton if he makes the starting lineup. Yeah, like, I don't know. I I was so high on Shake Milton on yesterday's slate and the game was ugly. And they like he he ended up only playing like 24 minutes. Um, so I think the lineup obviously matters. Definitely don't want to go back to De- Dwight Howard if – Embiid ends up playing. I think Embiid crushes in this spot if he plays. And then, I don't know. I, I think, like, Seth is more interesting than Shake just because I think Seth plays more minutes and he's cheaper. But I think both of those guys get a nice uptick with Ben Simmons out. Let's go to the other side of this game. Um, what do you like here for Washington? I mean, it all depends on Beal ends up playing. If Beal ends up playing, then probably only want to play Beal. I mean, also having Embiid in there probably gives an uptick to Philly's defense. If Embiid's out, I think it gives just a slight uptick more to Westbrook than it does to Beal with him driving the lane so much. But it feels out, play Westbrook, especially if Embiid's not playing because then Philly's defense really isn't that great and it's not really great in the interior. So Westbrook would be the guy. But like, it all kind of depends on the Beal and Embiid injury. Um, I have no interest in anyone outside of Beal and Westbrook in Washington, which is pretty much how it always is. Hachimura is fine, but not really a great option, um, even if Beal's out. But, I mean, it's Beal or Westbrook, and they both get an uptick if Embiid sits. And if Beal sits, just throw in Westbrook, and he should crush here, especially if Embiid's out. It's not too hard to dissect Washington on any given slate. Yeah, like – 
if both Beal and Westbrook play, I, I think you could take shots on either one of them in tournaments, but overall probably not going to have a ton of exposure. Um, Hatchamora played 25 minutes the other night. Didn't have a great game. Um, really just like his price continues to increase and like the production is not really increasing. I really want to see more minutes at a Bertan. So like, I really think it's the two studs for Washington and that's, it's really all you're looking at for this team right now. Uh, let's go to Cleveland at New Orleans. You know, it's a back-to-back for New Orleans. Dova, Drummond, out. Nance and Kevin Love, questionable. Um, so let's start with Cleveland. I don't know. Are, are, well, I don't even understand, like, the questionable tag on Kevin Love. I guess he's getting really close to returning. Uh, what are you looking at here for Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, nothing probably. I mean, it's not a bad matchup. Sexton's a little bit overpriced. Jared Allen, if Nance and Love are back, maybe he gets his minutes eaten into a little bit, which is what we're kind of relying on with him. Like, we, I want to play him if I know he's going to get mid-30s minutes. If he's not going to get mid-30 minutes, that price tag is way too high for him. So, if with Nance back and Love back, like, I don't want to play Jetty. Um, like, the usage for Sexton and Garland, if he ends up playing, is going to go down. Like I, this whole Cleveland situation. I mean, I don't know how many minutes Love is going to play. I don't know how many minutes Nance is going to play, but I don't really know the minutes for anyone. They've been generally running Allen, Sexton, and Garland to the ground, just throwing them in for the entirety of the game. But a lot of their usage is kind of dependent on the fact that we have guys like Okoro in there and other guys that aren't going to end up taking up a ton of usage, take a ton of shots. So with these guys in there, Sexton now becomes overpriced. Allen is now overpriced. Garland is probably priced about right. And he'd be the one guy that I would really consider if he ends up playing. Um, but coming off a groin injury, I'd still be worried about him maybe get his minutes eaten into. So like with all these guys back, there's just too many buys and the price tags are too high. And I don't know what they're going to do with the rotation. Yeah. It's fine. Taking a shot on Sexton, taking a shot on Allen, but more than likely there's a six game slate with some injuries and a few really good top tier plays. So I think it's going to be more of a stars and scrubs slate. So I don't think any of these cleaning guys really make them make the build here just because like, even if their mints don't get eaten into, if love ends up playing, if Nance ends up playing, they're going to be taking a lot of the boards they are going to be taking a lot of the shots that just doesn't make any of these guys like real GPP slate breakers. And none of them are priced low enough to be even in consideration for cash. I don't think. Yeah. And like Cleveland's been playing good. Um, what They're like four and one over the last five games. And, you know, they've been playing really solid. New Orleans has been really bad, you know, defensively. And it is an uptick pace game for Cleveland. It's just, Allen would probably be the guy that I like the most, but I'm not paying 8,600 for him. Um, Sexton, 8,100, like it's a really tough ass, but like he's probably the guy that I have the most interest in here um, out of everybody. I think he's someone that could go for 50 plus, but I think, I think he really depends on like Garland too. If Garland's out and Kevin Love doesn't come back, I, I think that's when you kind of pound Colin Sexton in this game. But I, I think, you know, with Nance being back in this game, I think that the big guys, the, the minutes are just kind of too questionable for me to pay. Like you're paying, you're paying premium for all these guys. So I think I'm with you on that. Um, 
New Orleans, second end of a back-to-back. Anything standing out to you here for the Pelicans? I mean, Zion's fine. Ingram's fine. I prefer Zion. He started out, though. Did he get – I don't know what happened to him in this game. Like, they was just – I don't know if they were just flat or what. That game was awful. I mean, I know, yeah. I know he didn't get any run in the fourth, but like – or much run in the fourth. But he he was at 20 fantasy points like halfway through the first quarter and he ended up with 31. I don't – I don't know what happened there. The game turned to blow out. Like, it just went terrible. So, I'm going to forget that. Zion was playing really well before the break, and so I'm just not going to give it a second thought. He only played 31 minutes, so I'm not really worried about him being exhausted. He's been putting up close to 50 or over 50 on a consistent basis for the last five, six games. He's been on a tear. Um, I'm going to forget this one game. It just, just didn't turn out how it was supposed to. Um, a lot of things just went strangely. But Zion's really the only guy I want. Ingram is fine. Like, he's always a guy that's fine in game stack, fine and whatever. But I don't really want to game stack this up. Lonzo is 7K. That's just too expensive considering his downside is pretty, pretty darn low. His upside is decent. But you can get other guys on the slate that can end up hitting 50 around the same price range. Not using Bledsoe. Not using Adams. Like, this is just strictly a Zion spot here. And it's mostly because people are going to, Probably be a little bit disappointed, like wonder on the second of a backpack, but didn't play enough minutes, and he was doing so well right before the All Star break that I think this is a spot where he ends up getting fifty after what happened tonight. Yeah, I think he's really um, the only guy that I have um, interest in here. So um, kind of with you on this one. I think that he'd be the only guy that I'd play from New Orleans. Denver at Memphis. Um, Green is questionable. Hampton's out. Harris is out. Millsap's questionable. And Triple J is still out. Um, what are we looking at here for Denver? Joker. I think it's Joker. He's just so good right now. But, like, Murray is still priced up like he was when he was just going absolutely out of his mind for a while. And then he's come back to earth. He hasn't taken nearly as many shots. Like they got some more bodies in the rotation, so they don't really need him as much. Um, So he's just way too high priced at 8,400. I mean, yes, he could have a 60 point outburst, but he's not putting up 25 shots a game. Like he was about a month ago. He's just like been not his, he's been his normal self pretty much in the last four games. Maybe the all-star break might have gotten him rejuvenated, but more than likely he's going to go back to about 40, 45 points per game max, and that's just not going to get it done at 8,400. MPJ got a big price increase, and while I'm not going to argue playing him in almost any given matchup because he can go for 50 points at 7,400, I think that he's a bit overpriced. His big games are going to be few and far between while they'll be there. He's could end up with 22 points in this spot. Barton, like those three guys and guys that are scoring, yes, he'll probably end up with 25, maybe 30. So he's fine, but he would just be a last piece add in. Like with all these guys potentially back, with Joker taking up most of the usage and Murray and Porter taking up most of the usage and them being a little bit too high priced. I don't really want to play anyone outside of Joker on Denver right now. Yeah, like. Jokic has been like the guy. Jamal Murray has had some big games too. Um, this is—I I feel like this is going to be a very competitive game. Um, so I don't mind taking shots on Murray, but I, I really think like this is the spot you want to play Jokic. Um, 
you know, Memphis is a is a tougher matchup. They don't allow a ton of fantasy points to centers, but Jokic isn't like your average center. So like I don't care what the matchup is um for Nikola Jokic. So um, you know, like you said, Porter, Barton, like you know, Barton at fifty four hundred, like he's worth some tournament shares. Um, if he gets hot, he's a guy that can put up thirty five fantasy points. So uh, he would be like the secondary piece that I'd potentially be looking at here. Um, let's go to the Memphis side of things here. What do you like here uh, for the Grizz? Uh, love Morant, like Valanciunas, but love Morant. He was just on a tear before the All-Star break. Had a few 50-point outings, not less than 44 in each of the last three games. Um, prior to that, like you look at his game log and just completely ignore it because it was blowout, blowout, blowout. Close game, they put up 44 blowout blowout like any game that ends up staying close he's putting it up close to 50 he's way too underpriced to 8100 finally bumped his price up a little bit but it's not high enough a match versus denver is a pretty good matchup for points so morant is a fantastic play on the slate J val maybe gets a little bit of extra run going up against joker maybe he doesn't and they kind of go with a more versatile guy but he's fine at 7700 he can always crush on a permanent basis Kyle Anderson, I think, is probably priced where he should be, but I think Dylan Brooks is a guy that you can play in tournaments. He's 5,200. If he gets hot from behind the arc or he just gets hot shooting at all, he can put up a big outing. He just had 50 points going up against Milwaukee. I think this is a pretty good spot for him. Um, but it's pretty much just Brooks and Morant, and I absolutely love Morant. Brooks is just strictly a tournament play for me. Yeah, like Morant, I'm just going to keep playing him. And I know he's a little bit more expensive, but the usage is insane right now. The shot attempts are great. Um, we saw what he was doing right before the break. He didn't even need to play a ton of minutes the other night against Washington um, because that game was in hand most of the game. So I like this spot a lot here going up against Denver. Denver's a team that obviously um, has been better. I'll say they've been better defensively, uh, but still a team that like overall in the season we've been wanting to pick on. Both these teams play at a pretty solid pace. So I expect the total to be high in this game. And um, this one be one that we're definitely looking at. Orlando at San Antonio. It's a back-to-back for the Magic. Um, San Antonio side, LaMarcus Aldridge is out. DeRozan's out. Uh, as far as the Orlando Magic go, we'll start with them. You know, Fournier was out, um, so we'll have to pay attention to that. Terrence Ross ended up, um, you know, dealing with a little bit of a knee injury, and, like, he was out. Cole Anthony, um, I don't expect him to be back. So we'll we'll see what we're looking at here as far as, like, injuries for the Magic. Uh, Aaron Gordon came back, but he didn't play a ton of minutes, and it's the second end of a back-to-back. So, Grant... Talk to me about my Orlando Magic here. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to talk about on the second end of back-to-back the night before. I mean, obviously, Fournier, Ross are going to be big question marks. I don't know if they already ruled out Fournier, but Ross is obviously – we don't really have any news on because he wasn't ruled out until right before – like an hour before game time. So, Terrence Ross, if he ends up playing, I think he's in play, although his price tag's a little bit high over on uh, – DraftKings over on SuperDraft and I think over on uh, FanDuel, it's still a little bit low. Definitely has some upside. Gonna be taking a whole lot of shots. If him and Fournier are out, I think that MCW is more in play on SuperDraft, but he's in play regardless. I think he just have he had a decent run before uh, the break 
Um, decent run before the break uh, with all these guys out and like they just need to have shots somewhere. So if Ross and Fournier that are both out, that's a ton of usage. Vucevic, Vuce should end up with a decent outing here, even on the second of a back-to-back. He's 10-3, so I don't know if he's really going to make the mold, especially if Beal's out. I think I would rather go with Westbrook. If Embiid's in, I would rather go with Embiid. I'd probably rather go with Jokic, but only slightly. So it kind of depends on what ends up happening with the rest of the games, how much he's in play. It's just tough to break down with all these injuries on, with so many teams on the second of a back-to-back, but if both Fournier and Ross are out, he's absolutely in play. Gordon is 6.7K. I'm not expecting him to play more than 22, 23 minutes um, if he even plays at all. So pretty much the entirety of the offense is going to go to Mike MCW and Vooch if Fournier and Ross are out. But Mike MCW is probably a little spendy on DraftKings, so he's more in play over on other sites. But again, it's just tough to break down without – without knowing about this, but if Ross or Fournier play, play them. If they don't play, play Vooch and possibly and play MCW on other sides. Yeah, like overall here, uh, this is like one of the tougher situations to break down because if Ross and Fournier sit, Dwayne Bacon at 4,200, he's going to play really solid minutes and um, Chasson Randall is going to play really solid minutes, so I think you're definitely going to have to wait and see what we're looking at injury news wise for the Orlando magic in this one. Um, Cause like, you got to wait and see if like Ennis is going to be back, if he's going to play or not um, all that stuff. So uh, let's go to the San Antonio side of things. We know DeRozan's out. We know LaMarcus Aldridge is out. Um, we know the magic aren't the best defensive team and we know DeJounte Murray is only 7,500. Yeah. DeJounte Murray is absolutely a fantastic play. Um, over on Super Draft, he's 1.4x. Over on DK, 7,500. Like, this is just clear priced to assume that DeRozan and LMA were playing, but they're not in there. Whole bunch of usage to go around. Murray's going to get a boatload of minutes, a boatload of usage. Potal or Pirtle uh, is going to probably play 30 plus minutes. They're going to need a little bit more from him on the offensive end. Kelvin Johnson's 4.8K. Derek White is 4.9K. Like the usage has to come from somewhere like without DeRozan and without Alman there, like everyone gets a huge uptick. So like, Murray is by far my favorite. He's the obvious guy, but throwing in Kelvin Johnson or white or Patty Mills or Lonnie Walker, any one of these guys can end up with a massive outing and likely one or two of them will. Murray's the one guy that I pretty much want to play and everything, but I'm going to be mixing and matching guys like Potal or Pirtle, uh white Kelvin Johnson, Mills, Lonnie Walker, like my second favorite is probably Kelvin Johnson, 4,800. We know we've seen him go for massive games before. I know he wasn't playing a ton of minutes after coming back from injury, but I'm guaranteed he's a little bit more into conditioning after um, the all-star break. So, I mean, I know he only played 22 minutes the other night, but without DeRozan in there, I think they need him for a few extra minutes. So, I mean, Murray, Kelvin Johnson are probably my two favorite, but White, Hurdle, Mills, Lonnie Walker are all in play. Yeah, this is a great spot for the Spurs. Um, you know, Keldon Johnson, 4,800. Like, I'm a little concerned minutes-wise for him. Um, but I, I would hope he plays a few extra minutes in this. Um, it is pop, so you never really know um, what to expect. You know, Rudy Gay had a really solid game. 
the other night. He's only 5,200. Um, you know, you talked about Patty Mills. Trey Lyles is somewhat interesting. Podol is interesting. But I, I think, like, the guy, DeJounte Murray, I don't want him to get lost in it. DeJounte Murray and Derek White are probably my, my two favorites here from the Spurs. Moving on, we got Miami at Chicago. Hey, it's a back-to-back for both these teams. So we have no idea what the injury news looks like. Um, we already know that Bam's not going to play. They already they ruled him out after the game and said um, that he's not going to play. So we know that. Um, and I wouldn't expect, like, Avery Bradley to play or um, My- Myers Leonard or any of those guys. Um, well, I think Myers Leonard is suspended. He got suspended, right? Yeah, he's yeah. out for a week. So we know he's not going to play. Um and Chicago, uh, they got blown out, so it didn't like they're 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 ready to go um, for the second end of a back to back. Grant, what are we looking at here for Miami? Uh, Butler, like absolutely love Butler. He's a bit underpriced for what he's been doing over like the last month. Triple doubles all over the place. He's doing everything with Bam out. It gives him even more of an uptick. Butler's the guy to go with, but with. Drogic in there with Hero in there with none in there with Robinson in there like too much to go around for all these guards I'm kind of just crossing them out even without Bam in the game I'm going to take a shot on anyone else it's probably going to be Kelly O um, obviously can get hot in any given game can put up a big outing with Bam out of there he's probably going to end up in the mid 30s in terms of minutes had a pretty decent outing going up against Orlando last night um, played 35 minutes so it's really those two guys. Like every guard is going to end up between 20 and 30 minutes, and they're all priced as if they could be playing 35 minutes. And yeah, any one of them could end up doing it on any given night, but they're more than likely just going to spread the minutes out for each of them. So I'm staying away from the guards. Butler is a fantastic play. Calio's definitely in play for tournaments and definitely in play, or he they got a price or multiplier decrease over on Superdraft. So he's not really in play over there. Yeah, I um I, I like the spot for Butler and Kelly Olynyk. You know, it, it's a matchup against the Bulls and Jay Butler. Like we talked about him on the podcast yesterday. Will and I was we were talking about him and like it, it's just he's been absolutely crushing. Um, and he just he looked great against the Magic. Almost had a triple double again. Um, Kelly Olynyk played 35 minutes with Bam out, so I would expect him to continue to get big minutes in this game. Second end of a back-to-back, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Gordon Drogic, um gets that whole, like, rest thing and, like, maybe boost up, like, Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero. But really, like, night before, I'm looking at Butler and I'm looking at Kelly Olynyk. Let's go to the Chicago side of things. Um, what do we like here for the Bulls? Levine, um, but I don't even like him that much. Mark, Unless Markkinen doesn't play on the second end of a back-to-back. He kind of came in there and he kind of took away – Decent amount of usage from Levine, although Levine just kind of had a tough night. And the fact that it was a blowout um, didn't really get run the fourth. It kind of made a little bit of a run at the beginning of the fourth to get him almost back to not terrible. But Markkinen definitely eats into his usage a little bit. The minutes going around for everyone else kind of makes me not want to play him with Markkinen back, unless he's out. With Markkinen back, Wendell Carter Jr. isn't going to get a ton of minutes. They'll throw Markkinen and Thad Young in there um, at the same time. So minutes really aren't secure for any of the bigger guys. Um, it's pretty much the only guys with secure minutes are White and Levine. I don't know if I want to play White at this price tag. Yes, he always has a bit of upside. He's played decent over the last four games, but not really a guy that's offering you a ton of ceiling now outside of that one game where he ended up hitting eight three-pointers. So Levine's the only guy I would consider, but 
strictly if I'm bringing back to Butler and Kelly O like he's priced a little bit higher than I want to pay for him. Um, I'd rather go with other guys in this price range. So I'm going to probably fade Chicago outside of lamps where I have Butler and Olenek. Yeah. It's even tough to even like the bulls in, in lineups that you have, um, you know, Miami players, because like you said, unless marketing doesn't play, like they spread the minutes out so much against the Sixers, even before like the game got out of hand. So I really don't have a ton of interest in Chicago here. Houston at Utah. It's back to back for Houston. Um, no injury news for Utah, but uh, we'll be waiting to see, you know, Christian Wood was out. Um, it is the second end of a back to back. So maybe John Wall um, plays and Oladipo sits. Um, what are we looking at here for Houston? Yeah, I have no idea um, based on injuries. If Wall ends up playing, then I mean, no one's really stands out as a great spot. It's going up against Utah. Everyone's priced about where they should be. So it's not really a great matchup for anyone. If Wall's out, then I think you can play Oladipo. If Wall's in, I'm not touching Oladipo, and I might play a little bit of Wall. Um, Eric Gordon, if Wall's out, is definitely in play again. Uh, That game's going on right now, but he'd get a nod into the starting lineup. Uh, The interesting one is Kevin Porter Jr. Um, He's got a lot of run right now. This game is literally going on as we speak. It's not even halftime yet, and he's already got – 21 points in 10 minutes like obviously that's a little bit of an aberration by sitting there at 3200 i don't think we expected him to get this much run um right away but if walls out again or if they rest oladipo on the second end of a back-to-back they could potentially be giving him a decent amount of um playing time and at his price tag it might be worth it so he's someone to watch out for i don't know how this game's gonna end i know they went to the locker room with a head injury but i think he's dead now back at the bench so it's kind of tough to say when the game's still going on but it all kind of depends on if wall ends up playing on second and back to back obviously didn't play tonight so they might be uh giving him just a day off before knowing that they'd rather play him on the second and back to back going up against utah or he may be out so if wall's out gordon and kevin porter jr are probably my preferred plays um if wall's in and everyone else is in, then Kevin Porter Jr., and that's pretty much it. I think Oladipo sits and Wall plays. I think they like they flip-flop him here. Could be wrong. We'll have to see. But uh, Kevin Porter Jr., obviously super interesting. He was crushing in the G League. Um, they they, they kind of got forced to like move him up. Like He was, he was playing so well. Uh, very talented young player. Uh, just never really got a chance to like prove it um with cleveland so definitely excited to see him back and um i think he could absolutely crush in this spot if they give him the minutes so we'll have to see where he ends up like they're still playing like ben mcamore and kj martin and guys minutes too so we'll see uh utah what do you like here for the jazz i mean go bears probably in the best spot it's going up against houston um or hodgepodge of whoever's going to end up playing the five. So he'd probably be my preferred target. Um, Mitchell's fine. Like with everyone back, I don't know if I'm going to go with him. Uh, Conley, I think you can play in tournaments. He always offers you 40-point upside, 6.4K. It's probably a little cheap going up against Houston, but not a a ton here. Um, 
like I said, it's mostly go bear for me. This is kind of a game that it depends on the wall injury. And I think it's more than likely going to be a blowout if wall doesn't play or full of depot doesn't play. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Um, Let's finish it out, Grant. We got Indy at LA taking on the Lakers. Levert and Warren are out. AD and Gasol are out. Let's start with the Pacers. Uh, what do we like here? I mean, Brogdon's probably my favorite. Um, like He's been really up and down, but if the game stays close, he should be playing mid-30s minutes. Obviously, the Lakers aren't the same defensive team without Davis in there. So, Brogdon, AK, is a decent play. Uh, Sabonis... It's fine, but he's still overpriced. They've really bu- pushed his price up after he went on that nice little tear, and he just hasn't been the same since. Maybe the all-star break gives him enough of a rest where he could end up doing something, but more than likely, I'm not going to end up playing him. McConnell's about priced right. He's been real boomer bust, but that one outlier game where he got a triple-double with steals is not something we're going to fully buy into. So not a huge fan of anything on the Pacers outside of Brogdon for tournaments. Yeah, like I just think Sabonis is he man, he's a a guy that can easily pay off this price tag if he's having a, a really good night, but like he has to have like a really, really good night. Like a good game is just not enough to pay off this price. So uh, I'm kinda out on the Pacers outside of like Brogdon, like you said. Um Jeremy Lamb is someone that is interesting, but like his minutes were so far down um, right before the break that I don't think you can really trust him either. He wasn't shooting the ball great, so maybe that had something to do with it as well. But I think like if you want to roll the dice, you could roll the dice on like TJ McConnell, but like he's super expensive too. So probably pass on that as well. Didn't realize he was 5,900. What are we looking at here for the Lakers? I mean, LeBron. Braun's pretty much always in play. He's right there with the rest of the guys on the slate. Uh, kind of depends. Uh, my ownership in him will kind of depend on if Bede ends up playing or if Beal ends up getting ruled out because I think I'd rather play in Bede and I think I'd rather play Westbrook if uh, Beal is out. But if Beal is in and Bede's out, then I think James immediately becomes fairly in play. I mean, we know he does in this offense without Davis in there. He's been a little bit up and down, but I think this game should be fairly close. I do really like Schroeder, though. Um, Schroeder came back from the contract tra- contact tracing and played pretty well in the last few games. Um, should play mid thirties in terms of minutes. If this game ends up staying close, has 40 point upside. He's a little bit too cheap. Harold's fine. Kuzma's fine. If he enters the starting lineup, but they probably don't need him to be in the starting lineup because they have enough extra um, usage from Schroeder. So like, I mean, you can kind of wait and see what the starting lineup is, but Kuzma's in there. You can take a shot on him by drastically prefer Schroeder. Um, and LeBron's in play. And Harrell, if you really want to in tournaments, he could get some extended run, considering Gasol's going to be out for a while. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think, like, you nailed it. LeBron, Schroeder, um, definitely the main two plays. Harrell's minutes are just – it's so tough to figure this guy out. Um, I think he is – in play for large field tournaments, but I really think that's it. Marquise Morris was playing solid minutes. He's still pretty cheap across the industry. He's someone you could potentially look at here. Um, yeah, let's um let's play the morning or no. Give me your give me your super draft.
play of the day. I'm gonna uh, let you they, go first. You're gonna let me go first. Yes, I feel like that is the because I always end up breaking down way too much stuff. Well, I, I feel like overall it really depends on like Philly, but um, you know Seth Curry at one point seven five, Shake Milton at one point eight um, are interesting. But my super draft, um, I think those those guys are interesting. Um, anyway, sorry, my super draft play of the day is um, Derek White at one point seven x. I love this spot for him. I debated on DeJounte Murray at 1.4. I I think like DeJounte Murray is probably the overall better play. Um, But I think Derek White will be a little bit lower owned. Uh, So shooting for tournaments, I think Derek White is someone you could definitely take a shot on here against um, the wounded Orlando Magic. I'm just going to get, well, I guess you can also watch the sewer draft show that I'm on tomorrow morning. Uh, It's only about 20 minutes long, but guard. I like the play is yes, it's, either DeJounte Murray or Morant Westbrook at 1.2 X is far too low of multiplier guards pretty set in what you should do for the most part. Uh, but yeah, my sewer draft play of the day is probably, I'm going to go with John ja Morant over Murray just by a slight amount. There you go. Um, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. Um, ton of stuff going on this weekend. We got NBA, we got PGA, um, NASCAR, all kinds of great stuff. So, uh, Grant favorite play under 5k to go seven X. Uh, who's your cheap guy today? I don't know if this is a trend or not, or if he's even playing tomorrow, but Kevin Porter jr. Yeah. Uh, I think that's obviously the solid one. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna give two. Um, if if Fournier and Ross sit again, um, I'm gonna go with Dwayne Bacon at 4,200. If those guys play, I'll go a little bit um, a little bit higher in price and say Keldon Johnson at 4,800. I almost said Derek White again, but you know, I already gave him out on the super draft one. So uh, over 8K to go under 5x. Who's your bust today? This is a tough one. I think I think the right answer is probably Donovan Mitchell. All right. I like that one. It's everything for me not to say, like, I want to say Vooch, but it's so hard to say him. I'm going to go Sabonis. Um, I, just the price, like, almost needs 50 to 5x there um favorite 6x play who do you got today are you gonna take murray no all right i'll take murray i like it um i'm gonna take john morant i really that was the other guy i was thinking about (laughs) yeah if you didn't if you wanted murray i was gonna take morant because i didn't have a huge choice between either of them yeah, I, I really like John Morant in this spot, but you know, I've been talking about him for weeks. I'm just gonna keep playing him. Let's get weird GPP play of the day, Grant. Who do you got? Keldon Johnson. I like just it. hoping he gets 30 minutes. I like it. I'm gonna go with Jimmy Butler. Um, I think Jimmy Butler could potentially be low on this slate, just looking at like the price range, looking at whoever's like all the people around him. I'm hoping because he's a little bit pricier that he's going to be overlooked on this slate. So um, yeah, I like Jimmy Butler. Um, 
game selection. Anything standing out to you? FanDuel, DraftKings, uh, Super Draft on this slate? Yeah, on Super Draft, let's. I'm going to. All right. So they have a 10 person. Like, if you want to do a $100 thing with a not a ton of, not a ton of uh, volatility, they're 10 person uh, $105 entry contest. Generally has eight, nine entries in. So there's almost always overlay. And realistically, um, all you have to do is be slightly different. Although tomorrow's slate is pretty much going to be seven different guards that are going to be chalky. And if Embiid plays one center, um, so it's not too hard to go a little bit off the board. So that's if you want to hop in that one, it's generally a good one. Or there's almost certainly going to be overlay in their uh, GPP. It's $18 to enter. 30,000 in prizes and it'll probably fill 85 to 90 percent so you're not going to get better rake in the industry because there's no there's reverse rake over on super draft there you go um make sure you guys are checking that out awesome sponsors of the podcast um you know really really happy to jump on board i'm going to go over to DraftKings. they have a 12 dollar pick and roll 20k tournament it's a very flat top end payout structure so 2k 1500 1750 500 400 so very flat um payout tournament so if you've been talking you've been listening to the podcast been talking about like the one in five dollar single entries and like maybe you've gotten good at those let's try this 12 dollar one out um on today's slates uh, Grant, we don't have a ton of lines, so we're going to skip that one for today. We gave out a super draft play. you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? Any attention to injuries and go get signed up for super draft. We also oh, I forgot to enter the free roll today. Darn it. So I gave you guys even more free money. Whoops. I get distracted sometimes. <laughs> there you go. That's going to wrap it up here for Friday. We'll be back on Monday talking some more hoops. I hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again on Monday. See you, kids.